Hi, this is Rahul and this is Steffi. And our guests today are Scott and Matt. So let's hear from them. Scott, tell us about you. Hi, I'm uh, Scott Asbill Salisbury. Um, I've been in the chorus uh, for about 12 years, although I've uh, taken a couple CPPs off. Um, I'm a uh, tenor one, and yeah, I love being in the chorus. Great, Matt. Hi, I'm Matthew Steller Schmitz, also a member of the Hyphenate Brigade. Um, <laughs> I've uh, been in the chorus for about 10 years now. I'm an upper baritone uh, and gay and proud of it. Awesome. We are so excited to talk to you guys today. Um, Matt, tell us a little bit about how you ended up with the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus. I'm originally from Illinois, um, and I moved here um, when I was in high school, and then I went to college and went to Kansas for grad school, and then I came back here, and um, I had talked to some friends who had been in the chorus, and they really, really enjoyed it. And I was hoping to find a place where I could ultimately sing and find people of a like mind. Uh, and I auditioned for the chorus and got in and that was 10 years ago now. Who was the artistic director 10 years ago? Stan Hill. And did you enjoy our... working with him? I did, yeah, he was a lot of fun. Um, he was pretty funny. Yeah, he was a force to be reckoned with, I would say. He had a very big personality, which was fun. And how about you, Scott? Tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up with the chorus. I sang in choruses in college. I went to the U, and I was a, um, a vocal performance major for a year. Um, I switched to business, you know. <laughs> so, But um, I had not sung in a chorus since college, I'd done some community theater and I was kind of keeping, you know, this idea in my mind of joining a course, looking for a course to join. And I actually, my memory of the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus, because they, we've historically performed at, at uh, Ted Mann Concert Hall at the U for a long time, I would see the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus at the U when I was there as a student. And I remember thinking, oh, I would never sing with that group. All they ever do is sing show tunes. <laughs> and like, I just was very snobby about the whole thing because as a vocal performance major, you sing a lot of classical music, you know, you're not singing, you know, what, what we sing sometimes on the more fun, you know, pop or, you know, pride type concerts. So I had, I had kind of an idea in my mind. And so then um, I work for Fairview health system um, in IT. And one of my customers, her name was Stephanie Meredith, and she was a board member of the chorus. And I didn't know that about her. And so somehow the fact that she's gay and I'm gay, that kind of came up as we got to work together because we were working very close together on some projects. And she mentioned that she had this association with the Twin City Theme and Chorus, and she offered me tickets to come see them. And so I'm like, okay, well, this will be interesting. I'm not going to tell her that I, you know, have this idea of the chorus. So I went to the concert and it was Homespun Holidays, I think was the concert, which was in December of 2007, I think. And so I went to the concert and I was completely blown away. I think the concert opened with a Bach piece. And it was like, 
if there was a better way to blow my preconceived notions about the chorus out of the water, that was the way to do it. So I started the concert thinking, oh, I'm so much better than this group. By the end of it thinking, oh my gosh, I hope I can get in <laughs> when I audition. <laughs> because they are so good and I have to be part of this. So I, so I auditioned as soon as I, I wrote an email um, to the chorus and Stan responded because I, I also started with Stan Hill and, and um, he told me how to you know do the audition and I came and ran into people that I knew from the U, from being a, a student at the U and auditioned and got in and I went for about 10 years without even taking an LOA. Um, so I started in 2008, January of 2008, and I uh, went for about 10 years without um, an LOA. So I was, I was really, really into it. And, and in fact, my first CPP was when everybody was signing up for gala, which was going to be in June of that same year. So I, my first year was like a gala year. It was like everything chorus happened, you know, in that first, in that first short period of time. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I came to the chorus. I love that story. I love yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a I mean, it's been a, such a huge part of my life since joining, not only, you know, because I've been in very, I've been on the board, I was on the board for eight years, I've been membership vice president, I've been in all these different positions of leadership and such. And then, of course, my husband, uh, my, we've been together for 10 years, he's, you know, been in the course, I met him through the course, it's just a huge integral part of my life <laughs> when when it started out of me thinking eh, I'm better than those guys you know <laughs> now it's like a huge part of my life that's so great that's just how life is sometimes <laughs> yeah great that you were open-minded enough to change you know to change your mind yeah well I have to say you know I was like 22 21 22 so <laughs> you know yeah. I'm gonna blame it on youth for me being stuck up that way so, yeah, so let's talk about your most memorable concert. Which ones are the ones, or just one song, if anything stands out to you? Either of you, both or, of you. I'm curious, I'm curious what Matt's going to say. Because <laughs> Matt and I have over, like, so Matt, when did you join? I joined in 2010, I believe. Okay, so Matt, Matt and I, there were only a couple of years that I was in it before Matt was in it. So we've overlapped quite a bit. So we have a lot of common memories. Mm-hmm. Matt, you look I like think, something up. Uh, well, I mean, I, I honestly, I, ha I kind of have a love-hate relationship with one that is, but is out of my range and other age-related performance issues. Just because it was like, it was such a crazy show, <laughs> but I like, I really enjoyed singing it and performing it at the same time. Where you know, it wasn't like you were singing Bach or anything, but. It, it was fun to get a chance to just kind of goof around on the stage. Do you remember that concert, Scott, at all? That's the name of a concert that the chorus did. Yeah, so for those of us who have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> about uh, give us some more it, details. Yeah. It was, it was a gala concert. It was a, it was a commission. Yep. And it was it was a gala concert. It was called, like, like Matt said, it was out of my range. And the, I think Stan had a concept of trying to bridge you know the gap between the generations but it was it was done in a humorous way and so it was you look back on it now and there's some things about the show that 
I think all of us would wanted to have done differently. <laughs> but it was Michael Scheib, so a lot of the tunes were really catchy, but it it just ended up being very much about the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus and what it's like to be a member of the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus. So it felt it was basically an entire concert of inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> which was probably more fun to like do than it was to like see i imagine <laughs> yeah so everybody had to wear a white dress shirt but they they painted a stripe down your shirt that had the decade of your age <laughs> on the shirt <laughs> You can imagine and, that that caused some issues with some people <laughs> who wanted to be in the 20s. Well, yeah. So so guys that were like 29 when we started rehearsing, but 30 when we performed it, they were, they, <laughs> you were not going to take that 20s shirt out of there. You were going to have to pry that out of their cold, dead hands. <laughs> I still have my shirt. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't getting rid of that shirt because that is, there's too many memories associated with that shirt. Like-minded people are one of a kind. Like-minded people we're lucky to find. Watching or reading the news, we're reminded why we are friends because we're like-minded. like I heard a dyslexic cattle. <laughs> I can't work like this.
Just stand there and sing. at all the time you've been with the chorus, what do you feel like the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus is like doing really well? I think we do the music really well. You know, I think that there's a little bit of something for everyone. Um, I think we've done a huge, uh, or we've done a, a really good job of fostering new music. Um, whether it's through commissions or being part of, of larger commissions or things like that. And, you know, I, I was talking to somebody, I think I was talking to John about this. It's like when there are issues in our society or when there are things that have been going on that are a struggle, I can listen to someone talk about it. But as soon as there's some type of art about it, I really can understand that person's perspective and connect with them in a way that I wouldn't otherwise. So for example, uh, I think it was last weekend, I went to, um, there's a group of local theater companies that have come together and have created a, uh, a video. Uh, it's about an hour long and it's interviews and poetry and songs and it's called A Breath for George. Uh, and it's specifically about George Floyd. And so they've been going around the Twin Cities and projecting it outside so that people can see it. And it's, I mean, it's like professors, the theater professors from the U and community members. And it's, it's just this amazing collection. And it's white people and black people and mixed race folks. And it's like all these different perspectives. And as, as sympathetic and as much as I want to do the right thing when it comes to these issues and what our community is going through and what, what their community is going through, it wasn't until I watched that that I really felt my heart connect to understanding what my place is in all of that and what a daily struggle it must be for people. And so 
sorry, I'm going on this long winded ramble, but the, the point, the point is it's like, I feel like because we do so well at the music, I think that's why we are such a good representation of the LGBTQ plus community. How about you, Matthew? Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree that, um, the musicianship is definitely something the chorus does really well. And, um, I also agree with a lot of Scott's points. Um, I think one thing that now in rehearsals, I mean, not to say that we never had this before, but there's a, there seems to be a lot of intention with getting behind the pieces. So like why, like what this song means, like, why are we singing this? And then also, um, kind of like, you know, um, Gerald will have us do an exercise and he'll like explain to us why we're doing the exercise and what it's going to um, improve, which kind of helps my logical brain a little to, to kind of like get, like understand what's happening and why we're doing what we're doing kind of thing. Um, does it, you mentioned like getting behind the music and what it means. Um, does it matter to you a lot why you're singing what you're singing? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that if you understand why you're singing what you're singing, it definitely helps with the emotion of the song, like of your voice. Mm -hmm. Like you, you want to have actual intent uh, behind what you're singing so you can be best express the song, if that makes sense at all. Um, so yeah, I think it's very important to have that connection to the music in my opinion. And I think it, I think it also makes you more engaged with the chorus as a whole and the people around you. So if you're all, if you know why, I mean, I completely agree with Matt. Cause like there've been times with, with previous directors where they, there were these huge backstory. There was a huge backstory to whatever piece we were singing, but unless you had like a personal conversation with them at a social event or whatever, it just, they didn't necessarily feel, I think that they had the time in the rehearsal or maybe it wasn't their interest or whatever, but like they just, it would, that wouldn't necessarily get uh, explained to the chorus. And when you'd find those things out, it was just like, Oh my gosh, it was, it was, you, you want to, you wanted to spend more time rehearsing it and you wanted to make sure that you got it right and that you memorized it. And you, you really were more engaged because you knew why you were singing that song and why, what that piece, why that piece matters and, and what the story is behind it. Does a song come to mind uh, when you think about uh, the way you, that, that way you just express feeling about a piece? Um, the, the, I guess the, there's a couple for me that, that immediately jumped to mind. One is, um, we did this piece, I think it was composed by Mike Scheib and I, it was, um, it's now the Kushner trilogy, but there was a, there was one piece called, um, I want more life, which was the first one, I think. And then it became a trilogy and it was based on, uh, kind of a monologue from angels in America and, I didn't know anything about Angels in America um, prior to uh, singing that piece. Actually, I'd never watched the movie. I'd never seen the plays. And so just knowing that that piece of music is based on this person who's living in a time when AIDS is, you know, HIV is a death sentence and he's saying, I think he's speaking to the angel, but he's saying, I, I want more life. Like this is, I, I haven't, this isn't enough for me. And just knowing the context of where it's at in that play, you know, I think, I think it was Stan who actually kind of walked us through that. Um, and it just made that piece 
matter so much more.
So one question that we've been asking everyone in this in these interviews is, um, is there a need for gay choruses? It's a hard question, but I think the way that I think about it is that I need a gay chorus. Like, it's a place where I can express myself, I can um, be with other gay people, um, and where we can tell our story. I feel like if it wasn't a gay chorus, there, there may not be that interest there. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess really all I can answer for is for myself and that I, I, would, I need a gay chorus personally. No one has answered that yet. And I love that answer. Yes. I love that. That's a really, yeah, that is a really good answer. I mean, I would say that does the world need gay choruses? Yes, because we'll always be, a, we will always be a minority. And if we go away, then I think there, there will be a lot of negative consequences to that, you know, both for ourselves as far as like not having a group to connect with and not having the ability to get together with a group of people and sing our, sing our songs and tell our stories, but we will also be less visible and people might forget that we have, we need our, we need to be thought of and we need our rights and we need, yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Yeah. And that concludes this podcast. You heard like-minded people from Out of My Range and Other Age-Related Performance Issues, book by Michael Scheib and Brent Lord, music and lyrics by Michael Scheib, recorded in March 2012 by the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus under the baton of Dr. Stan Hill, Artistic Director. You also heard I Want More Life, music by Michael Scheib, lyrics taken from Angels in America, Part 2, Perestroika, Scene 5, by Tony Kushner, recorded in live performance March 2010 by the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus under the baton of Dr. Stan Hill, Artistic Director. For more information, please go to tcgmc.org podcast. We also invite you to support our mission with a gift at tcgmc.org slash donate. Thank you for joining us.